This is the Marked Podcast from LifeWay Women. We're your hosts, Mary Margaret West and Elizabeth Heinemann. Each episode, we'll talk about what God's doing, how he has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you joined us today. We're so glad that you've joined us this week for the Marked Podcast. We are glad to be back with you. Yes, hello. I know. So it's been, um, you know, a busy month. We've, mm-hmm. Elizabeth and I have both been running like crazy people just with different things going on. We hope you loved the last episode with Selma Wilson. It was so good. So good. If you have not gone back and listened to that episode yet, it is absolutely worth your time. And if you're mm-hmm. anything like either one of us, you'll probably listen to it more than once. Yes. And um, maybe have like a pen and paper in hand. Yes, absolutely. It's just a ton of good leadership nuggets and just um, words of wisdom. And so if you've not yet listened to that, make sure you go back. Um, on your podcast app or on iTunes or wherever it is you listen to podcasts and go check out that last episode we recorded live with Selma Wilson. And so, but today we have, um, we have a special guest. Her name is Ashlyn Portero. Ashlyn, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much. I'm glad to be here. We're, we're glad to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I live in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, I am a Florida State grad. Oh, no. Um, oh, gosh. Somebody <laughs> should go Gators. I just have to throw that in. Somebody should have mentioned that before well, we started. You know, I I mean, I have to say that like discreetly this year because it's not going so well. For <laughs> this us is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, and I actually I'm, I'm from Tallahassee. Um, I actually did live in Nashville for a little while. So um, before Nashville was like really cool. <laughs> so I kind of moved around them. Um, but, um, I, yeah, so I live in Tallahassee now. Um, I work on staff at city church, um, my church here in town. Um, I am a big bookworm reader, um, and runner. Those are kind of my two things, mm-hmm. uh, that I do in my spare time. Um, and I am, yeah, just living life down here in Tallahassee. So it's all good. I love it. I love it. Tell us a little bit about your role at your church and kind of what you do. Um, Yeah, so I am one of two executive directors. So I have um, a counterpart, Alex, and um, we kind of tag team overseeing staff and day-to-day operations of the different ministry areas. And uh, we work on some special projects with uh, our lead pastor, Dean. We kind of make up the executive team. Uh, and then I'll work with some of our other staff members on, you know, just developing different, different projects from time to time. But most of it is, is overseeing day to day, the operations and, and ministry areas. Um, so every day is different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's really fun. So today's topic is going to kind of be about missions in the local church. Um, we thought about this after we were trying to figure out what should we talk about in December and we kind of realized we don't really talk much about missions in December, but that's kind of when we're all deciding what to do the next year. Yeah. So this seems to be a good time to talk about um, how we're going to serve in various areas. And we wanted to focus on um, serving through and with the local church. And so uh, we kind of wanted to have you on because we know you do that uh, well and you lead yeah. trips and all of that kind of stuff. And so can you just tell us, like, what was the catalyst for you to be involved in serving on mission tri- trips, both short-term and like locally through your church? Yeah, well, um, I'm excited that we're talking about this. Um, it It is a good time of year to start prepping and thinking about what, you know, 2019 could look like for 
um, sending and, and missions for your church. So for me, the catalyst was not anything missional at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, really, if, if I like take it back long enough, I um, just like brief, quick history. We, our church is um, a little over 11 years old. And throughout that time, we uh, had sent some short-term trips to a couple places in Central America and the Caribbean, and then also domestically here. Um, We have uh, adopted New Orleans as our SEND city through the SEND North America Mm -hmm. initiative with NAM and and so we had sent some short-term trips, but really got to a point a couple years ago where <laughs> we wanted uh, to adopt uh, an intentional international focus and, and let that kind of be the catalyst for sending people, you know, to the nations. And so mm-hmm. um, London, England for us is what that um, what that kind of came onto the radar as, um, mostly because uh, it emerged as a city that the IMD, um, the International Mission Board, was focusing on, and also because Florida State University has um, a campus there, um, a oh, study wow. center for their study abroad program, and it's unique because they actually own the property there um, yeah. in central London. And so that part all made sense. Um, as far as me getting involved with it, I um, studied abroad my last semester of college at Florida State, mm-hmm. um, and so for me, when I went, like I said, it, it wasn't anything missional at all. I mean, I, I was a believer, but I wanted to go and see cool buildings, right. and, you know, yeah. not, not care about school and be a tourist <laughs> for, even though I did learn a lot, I guess I should say that. Um, but, but, um, but yeah, I just fell in love with the city and, um, just, just the culture there. And so, um, when it came time for us to form a team, to go over to London and kind of explore, what that could really look like. Um, it, it ended up that I got to go on that trip and, uh, kind of went from there. I just sort of fell in love again with the city and it's such a global city. Um, there's over 300 languages spoken in London. Mm. Um, just very, you know, ethnically diverse, um, diverse in, in class in uh, just the, the, you know, type of person who's there. I mean, everyone kind of flocks to London for education, for business, all kinds of things. So, um, so that has really sort of become, uh, you know, an impetus towards sending for us. Um, and, and so from there it's, it's kind of spiraled and grown and and created a little bit of momentum for us, um, to send not just to London, but to other places too. That's awesome. I studied abroad in England too. And so it kind of, similarly gave me a heart for for missions and serving um the academics because I was in Oxford where all the academics are Mm. and so I was like these people need Jesus too and um absolutely so even though like you it wasn't a missions trip it definitely got me thinking more in that direction um as well so I think that's a cool a cool story yeah I love that Mm-hmm. You know, and so like we're talking about like in this context, we're talking about short term mission trips. And, you know, and, and those of you who are listening today, you know, there's a, a lot of you have probably been on a short term mission mm-hmm. trip, maybe to somewhere here in the United States, maybe somewhere around the world um, that you've spent, you know, a week, 10 days, something like that on um, on the mission field, um, sharing the gospel, you know, doing whatever, whatever it is necessary in those different cultures um, to do that. And so as we're talking about kind of those context of like not moving somewhere and, you know, 
know, selling all your belongings and going somewhere for long term, (laughs) you know, but like in the short term context, like what is the benefit to the local church? um, You know, as we look at like kind of, and this is kind of like a triple threat question, like the local (laughs) church, the the missionaries that are in the field, like wherever it is, whether that's in Las Vegas, New Orleans, you know, somewhere in London, you know, somewhere in the United States, somewhere around the world in Africa and, you know, East Asia, whatever that may look like, you know, the missionaries that are there, you know, and the people that they're serving. And then to that person who's going on a mission trip, like, you know, I know that was a lot of questions rolled up into one, but kind of like, <laughs> no, <where's>, that- <laughs> you know, what are some of the benefits um, yeah. to those, to kind of the different aspects involved in a mission trip? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a great question. And I'm going to try to hit all of them. And if I forget one, just remind me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll come back to it. Um, the, I would say as far as the benefit to the local church, I think what we've seen is that it really gives people a way to practice evangelism in a different context. Mm-hmm. Um, so something that has always been just embedded in the culture of city church is to live on mission where you are. And so um, we want people to be, you know, living intentionally, thinking about inviting their friends, their coworkers, their classmates to church and hopefully sharing their faith. Um, just, you know, kind of living life in the city with that intent to, to share Christ. Um, and so taking people on a short-term trip lets them practice hopefully what they're already learning as a, you know, as a maturing believer and, and apply that somewhere else. And so I think that's a benefit for the local church to get to do that and just to, um, create short-term trips are a great catalyst as, as we're kind of talking about for longer term sending. And so it also lets you kind of see who are the people that, um, you know, could not only benefit from this trip, but could actually have, um, a future, you know, on the mission field and, Mm -hmm. and lets you kind of, you know, lead them and shepherd them in, in that call. So, um, I think that that is great. And then, uh, the benefit to missionaries. So this is something that we're actually learning. Um, London is unique because, it, you know, with it being such a large metropolitan city, um, really there is a lot of, uh, there's more of a need to send long-term. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, because in a week, you, you know, you can't really make a, a ton of progress. You can have great gospel conversations. And um, I think now that we're more connected to churches there, we can kind of point people to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but really they need people who are there on the ground invested yeah. um, for a lot of reasons that, that I could go on and on about. But <laughs> Um, so we've kind of asked, you know, what is the benefit to us sending short-term trips? So it probably depends on where you are, but, but one thing, you know, we've really had our eyes open to is also just the opportunity to care for missionaries, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to now in the next, let me think in the next four months, um, we'll have four missionaries on the international field, um, which is awesome. We're praising God for that. Um, but we also know some trips that we'll be sending will really be about them, you know, mm. to encourage them and to help them, you know, remember that they're not, they're not just sent out and forgotten. Yeah. Um, so I think you can really bless bless the missionaries, um, that you've sent just by going to them and and loving them and encouraging them. And we look forward to doing that. Um, and then obviously, you know, as you get connected maybe to more of their work, um, if, if opportunities are are there to serve with them and, and do whatever they need. Um, I think that's great. 
<laughs> um, one thing I know I will say about that, that we've tried to do um, domestically when we send trips to New Orleans uh, to our, our church planters there is is to ask them to say, hey, you know, is this a good time yeah. for us yeah. to send a team? Because sometimes, you know, if you do have a great network, it can almost be like your whole job could be hosting churches. Right. <laughs> you are right. sending mission, mm-hmm. mission train, mission, mission trip teams. Sorry. Um, so, you know, we also just try to be respectful of asking, you know, yeah. how can we be a blessing? And, and they always, you know, are great with, with kind of guiding us in that. And then, um, was the last one, uh, how does it benefit kind of the individual person? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, I think just again, opening their eyes to, um, one, the world just, you know, we're called to, to take the gospel to all nations and, yeah. and you need to be able to see, I mean, you know, Tallahassee where I live is, um, just one small piece of the puzzle, you know, it's just right. one small place in the world. And so, um, to get to see different cultures and the way that different people are living, not only opens your eyes, but I mean, it, at least for me, it really did, um, kind of increase the burden and like the just sense of being overwhelmed at, um, how many places in the world still need the gospel? Yeah. Um, and, and London and places that I have been, you know, that's an example of a place where it is to a certain extent, it is there, there's access. Um, so I think it just helps, you know, your church members to grow. I mean, you, you totally have to rely on the Lord's strength. And, um, it also, I think adds a weight of like seriousness, you know, of, okay, I'm, I'm coming here for the purpose of, you know, helping serve with uh, people who are giving their lives to this. And yeah. so I need to really make sure that, you know, that that's where my heart is. Um, and, and even more to have a burden, you know, for people who need to hear the gospel. So I, yeah, I think that there, there is no end to, to good that short-term trips can do if, mm-hmm. if they're done right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, Selma Wilson actually talked about that a little bit, very briefly in our interview with her last week. Um, she said that going on missions trips helps you to be a, a better leader. Yeah. So that yeah. was just an interesting aspect that I had not thought about it, but or That's thought about thought. is the global worldview that that gives you helps you to lead in whatever context you're in. Oh yeah. And even in the area that I work in here at Lifeway and student ministry, um, you know, there's a big difference um, when you talk to student pastors um, about students who stay engaged um, in the local church post high school, um, a big factor in that is whether or not they've served, whether or not they've gone on a, a mission trip. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. have they ever served in that way? Have right. they ever, you know, sacrificed some things, been made aware of the greater need around mm-hmm. them than maybe they are in their own, you know, community and context. And, but that Absolutely. makes a, a big difference for students, you know, for teenagers, um, um, whether or not they stay engaged with the, um, with the local church is, is some, you know, one factor is whether or not they've gone on a mission trip. And so it's not for, you know, just, just students, it's not just for adults, it's for families. And, you know, and I think that's a great way that the local church can, you know, really engage well, um, with families is figuring out like, Hey, you know, families can get in a minivan and drive somewhere and, and be a part of it too. And kids can be exposed and see it. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I think we may have answered this a little bit already, but uh, maybe there's another thing you might want to add to it. But why is it important to serve through a local church when you're talking about mission versus like serving in other ways? Like there's plenty of places to serve and to do missions. Why is the local church connection important? 
Yeah, I I mean, like you said, I think there are a lot of ways to to serve and to be sent and they all have their their good attributes. I think mm-hmm. um one just, you know, serving through the local church helps to give hopefully people that you're reaching a glimpse of the local church. Um and so, you know, especially in a place I know I keep going back to it, but a place like London where um the, the amount of interaction that you might have with someone could be the the 10 minutes that you spend talking to them on the street if you're mm-hmm. um, if you're legitimately doing street evangelism or right. you know or, or just um, meeting people quickly and to be able to say hey I'm you know I'm from a church here's what that looks like and also let me point you to a church um, mm-hmm. it, you know I think that that is just a, a good thing um, and so I think to have you know, that avenue, I mean, that biblical avenue of, of the church, um, is, is really important. Um, and also I think it just allows, um, you know, every team member going on a mission trip to have that support and guidance. Um, you have to, you know, still shepherd people as they're going on a trip. Right. (laughs) So, um, to have that support and, you know, you have, uh, hopefully been equipped leading up to it and, and you're, um, I mean, it's all a part of discipleship. And so I think, that is not to say that that can't happen other places, but I think it, it happens best in the local church. Um, and, and that's the great thing too, about a lot of organizations that, um, maybe aren't created within the local church, but they serve churches. I mean, you can, you can look at the IMB, the IMB exists to serve churches. Um, you know, we, we are sending a team in March, um, with, uh, one more child, which, which is kind of the umbrella for Florida Baptist children's home. And so, a lot of these organizations still are, are, you know, what I would consider a part of the local church and they right. just really bring so much, uh, into the trip from training to shepherding to, um, just allowing people to, to enjoy community together as they're being sent. So I think there's a lot of great, um, aspects and, and it's just neat to think, you know, you're helping. I mean, you know, we, we might hear on a Sunday about the global church and, and hopefully we, are learning more about that and becoming more aware of that. Um, but then to get to participate in that is really cool to, to think, you know, we're all a part of this together. Absolutely. And, and just to have like a home for it to come back to on Mm -hmm. a regular basis where you're seeing those people. And even one of my friends, who's a local pastor here in Nashville, um, I saw on Instagram not too long ago said, um, he was having like a, a, a team over to his house for dinner that he had gone on a mission trip with because they, mm-hmm. they just got so connected that, that way right. and just are still, even though they all go to church together, mm-hmm. they were still being intentional to get together and probably told a bunch of stories from things that happened on right. that trip, <laughs> you know, which is just really cool because I think there's something about serving, um, that just ties your heart to people. And even today, this is probably random and, you know, out in left field slightly, <laughs> but like, um, what else is new? And, um, but I had lunch with a girl who, um, I discipled when she was in high school that I, you know, she was in the student ministry I served in. I mean, her dad drove a van in Mexico on a mission trip that I was in. And I have so many memories of her dad from that trip <laughs> yeah. you know, because there's just something that. like that. Just there's something about serving other people that mm-hmm. ties your hearts together with other believers that you just can't do any other way. Yeah. And absolutely. And I, I'm oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think even in the context of, you know, women, I mean, building community, that is not that that should be the only reason you should go on a mission trip, but, but that's a great way to, you know, connect with, I mean, every trip that we have sent, um, has had a mix of people who 
probably in everyday life without the local church wouldn't connect with each other either yeah. because of life phase or not even knowing each other, you know, I right. mean, it, and so I think that like you were saying, the chance to, um, to be able to connect with, you know, with other women and with men and kind of see, um, sort of dynamics play out. So on a trip, mm-hmm. you know, just because I'm the staff rep on a trip doesn't mean that I am like, the most mature person there or the most like I, you know, at times I might want to yield to another trip member to let them step in and lead. And, you know, and then you get to see older and younger working together. And I think it just um, creates a really neat experience in, in those ways. So Mm -hmm. for sure. And that's kind of what I was just going to say is that it's a great (laughs) opportunity, if nothing else, to connect with those in your local church, because uh, we talked about that with the, seven things I wish I knew in my twenties yeah. or something. I forget the exact title, mm-hmm. but yeah. uh, it's one way is to connect, be sure you're connected to your local church and that's an, a mission trip or service project or whatever you call it yeah. is a great way to connect to people in your church. Absolutely. And so, you know, as we talk about, like, as we're looking into 2019, because here we are the middle of December oh or early December at this point, um, you know, trying to look forward into next year. And, you know, for some of you, your church art has already been publicizing things. You know, you're aware you've got friends who are serving maybe on the mission field or, you know, um, or maybe you're just, you haven't thought about where you might serve. Like, you know, there are a ton of opportunities. And so we're going to kind of go through a few of those just to help drag your mind um, as you listen today um, to think about what what those areas might be in your own heart and life. You know, as you pray by yourself and with your family about what this might look like for you to find some way to serve in Mm -hmm. 2019. And so the first one is just through local missions and ministries. You know, there's a really good chance that your church does something as a local missions outreach that you can be a part of. I know my church has several things in our own community. We sponsor an elementary school Mm -hmm. and do tutoring with them. I mean, there's blog parties. There's, I mean, and that's just one way there's, food closets, all these kinds of things that are are constantly happening. And so just ask your pastor, like, hey, are there things that we're doing already in our community that I could get involved in, maybe on an ongoing basis or maybe just a one-time thing? Yeah. That's totally a way to do it. And, um, you know, even just through the avenue of your local church, you know, just say, how can I, you know, maybe you're, you're, uh, somebody who has been involved in your church for a long period of time or a short period of time, but you're going and showing up on Sunday mornings. And that's the extent to which you are a part of the church body, you know, even serving in your local church and saying, Hey, I'll, I'll teach a second grade Sunday school class, or, you know, I'll lead a young adult women's small group or, um, you know, whatever that looks like, you know, to find an avenue through your local church that you can serve, because I'm telling you, your church staff would be nuts not to use, People like you, you know, to say like, hey, I want to do something. How can I serve here? And this is, I've got two hours a week. What can you do with two hours a week? And just see what they have to say. Or maybe even offer to lead a mission trip. That's true. That That's a good way. I, to I don't it. know exactly how that would go down with your church, particular church, but they might be looking for someone that's yeah. going to step up and say, hey, I'm great at organizing things. And they would probably be like, oh, here's a whole pile of things to organize. And yes. we would love to have you organize a short-term mission trip. Mm-hmm. And then the next is the Lottie Moon Offering. Ashlyn, do y'all, what all do you do for the Lottie Moon Offering? I know your church is involved with that a lot. Yeah, we, um, honestly, we first started using Lottie Moon really to educate people Mm -hmm. um, about, 
you know, one, the story of Lottie Moon and, and, you know, sending people to the nations, but, um, but also just in a greater sense, what it looks like to support the IMV. And, um, you know, I'm really excited about uh, Dr. Chitwood and, and his leadership, you know, coming in. And so this is a good time to start um, digging into that. And so we really use the month of December um, to share stories. Like I cannot, I've talked about this before, I cannot rave enough about the resources that come out of the IMB. Um, you know, if you are on a church staff or if you serve at your church or, or whatever, you know that like you have a million things going on, especially at Christmas time. And so mm-hmm. um, the fact that we can get resources like videos, print materials, social media, just like directly sent to you. It's like, I mean, that's like Christmas morning to me. If I can open up a zip file of all yes. these beautiful, beautiful graphics and videos that are just done and they're there. Um, and we get to use these powerful stories that we showed one on Sunday. Um, and so we use the month of December. Yeah. To, to really show, um, what it means to, to give to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering and what that goes towards. And it's more meaningful for us this year, I think, because now we're sending our own people to the field. And so Mm -hmm. getting to make that connection is even, even more special. Um, but yeah, we just, initially we started using it kind of to almost in a way start saying, Hey, we're going to be doing this. We're going to be sending, we're going to be focusing on global missions and, and here, you know, we're going to start with generosity and that's a way that, you know, most churches in no matter how small can, can play a role in. So, and for the people listening today who may not be familiar with Lottie Moon, with you know, the IMB, the, you know, which is the international mission board of the Southern Baptist convention, or, you know, some of these tools and resources, um, you know, can you give a little bit of like, just a little bit of background on kind of what all that, you know, like the big perspective of what the Lottie Moon Christmas offering is and does. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Lottie Moon was a missionary for China and um, the Lottie Moon Christmas offering um, basically goes directly to supporting field missionaries. So men and women who are um, all around the world serving, they are, they are you know, what we could call career missionaries. And the, the amazing thing about the IMB is that um, if you are sent full-time through the IMB, you are fully funded. And mm-hmm. so um, you, you know, even though you are coming back from time to time, <laughs> you're not spending that time uh, trying to to raise all of your support and having, you know, financial stress and, and other, you know, means as, you know, as a burden on you. You're able really just to focus on uh, sharing Christ where you are. And so uh, we take part in the Lottie Moon Christmas offering so that we're able to be a part of that, um, you know, because we want missionaries to keep doing what the Lord has called them to do. Um, and so, yeah, the, the IMB, Chris, or the, <clears throat> excuse me, Lottie Moon Christmas offering goes directly towards uh, supporting those missionaries that are on the field. Um, and I, I think the more, you know, that churches are able to give and the more, um, and when I say churches, not just churches giving gifts, but their people you right, know, yeah, giving right. to this through the local church, um, you know, we're able to, to increase that generosity and hopefully see more people go and do that. And so we're, we're definitely, um, working hard to, to, you know, increase participation in that, mm-hmm. um, from, from city church. So it's yeah. a pretty awesome thing. I love it. And I was even looking up some stats on, mm-hmm. I've got several friends who are career missionaries who are serving in variety of places around the world. Right. I get their emails on a regular basis mm-hmm. and get to hear stories of what's mm-hmm. happened. And there's something awesome. about hearing 
the like, oh, like this is how it's being used. And this yeah. is what's, you know, some of the stats and stuff that like one statistic I found from last year's um, Christmas offering or just like the the work supported by this, mm-hmm. um, that there were over 45,000 new believers baptized, like wow. that came to know Christ, followed in believers baptism and, you know, and over 4,500 churches planted, mm-hmm. you know, as a direct result of people giving financially to support people who've been called to serve on the mission field. And so I think for some of us, that $20 or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever amount it may be, there's nothing large or small, like it all, all of it makes an impact. And even if you are not a part of a Southern Baptist church, it's something that you will link to it in the show notes today that you can go online and be a part of supporting um, mission work. And, and with that Christmas offering, 100% of it goes back to those workers on the field and to supporting the work that God has called them to do full time. And so we'll make sure that you guys know, um, know and have a way to connect back with that if that's something you're interested in. And if you're starting to plan and budget for 2019, that's another thing that you can do is just start budgeting in money for whether it's the Lottie Moon offering yeah. or it's giving through your local church to mm-hmm. a missionary or or like the North American Mission Board is the other branch, NAM, and they do an offering in the spring called the Annie Armstrong. They name those mm-hmm. after some great women mm-hmm. and uh, on m- women missionaries. And so you can give to that offering. So those are just ways, just as we're thinking about serving in 2019, that's kind of an easier an easier way to serve, definitely still a sacrifice, but something to think about and, and prepare in your budget. Yeah. And you know, one thing I wanted to ask you about is that like, I think sometimes people are like, I don't know that God has called me to go, but he's called me to be involved. What Mm -hmm. are some ways that people can be involved in missions, maybe even if they're, you know, physically unable or like maybe it's a woman who's got small kids at home or, you know, there's some, for some reason they aren't able to literally pack up and go on a trip. How Mm -hmm. else can they support um, short-term mission trips or those long-term missionaries in other ways? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I kind of, um, going off of what Elizabeth said a few minutes ago, there are a lot of things to organize (laughs) when it comes to, when it comes to trips. And I have learned that this year. Um, and so I think if you have like administrative giftings at all, you are like an answer to prayer for, for, Mm. um, for getting sending efforts going at your church, because there really is just a lot to coordinate, especially if you're, um, you know, not, not taking a trip with IMB or going through some kind of structured thing if you're just like sending a team. Um, so I would say definitely volunteering your, your time for that. Um, we had a, a friend of mine who has gone on the past two London trips with me. Um, you know, when, when we got back, we had a conversation about uh, what it would look like to really, I mean, we were sort of at this place where we need to start thinking about uh, missionary care for, for the people that we're sending out. And yeah. she um, really sensed that that was something that the Lord was kind of pressing on her heart is just this desire to help lead that. And so um, that's a huge way that, that she's going to be um, serving and leading from home, you know, and, and yeah. she might still have opportunities to go, um, but to kind of coordinate those efforts of keeping regular contact with our missionaries on the field and also educating, um, I, I think education honestly is, is also a huge part of it. It's hard, even when you're talking from stage and showing videos and, and doing what you can, it's hard to, um, get every person in your church, like fully up to speed with, 
what's going on. And, and, and then it takes time to really help each person understand what their role in, um, in local and global missions is. And so I think the more people in your church who can even just be ambassadors for that, um, yeah. who can yeah. talk about it as a regular part of the Christian life, um, but also have enough knowledge to say, you know, Hey, if you're in my small group Bible study and you might want to go on a mission trip, let me help you with that. Um, so I think just having people who are willing to, um, to speak on behalf of, of, you know, sending and of short-term trips and especially, you know, the ones who are willing to step up and, uh, and help coordinate things. And then again, you know, if, if you are blessed financially and you have an abundance um, to give, you know, it's great to be able to sponsor someone to do that. You know, sometimes, especially um, we have a lot of college students at city church. And so um, to have someone who in their generosity is able to maybe help, um, you know, bear some of the burden, the financial burden of, um, of going on a trip or, or helping create a scholarship fund or something like that. Um, that's a great way. And then you are invested, you know, you're, you have invested in that mission and, um, to get to see people carry that out. So Mm -hmm. there are a ton of ways to serve, um, even, even from, you know, from home. Absolutely. And one thing that we, I I know I tend to forget about is the need for prayer and it's, Absolutely. it's one of those things that we tend to just forget to do. And the IMB actually has a daily prayer and a prayer list where you can go and see prayer requests from around the world. Because I know sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'll pray for the missionaries, but I don't know. Maybe I don't know what the direct needs are in, at the time right. or um, if, I, if it's at a time when I don't have friends serving in the field or something like that. I don't necessarily know what's the, yeah. what the needs are. And so to go to the, and we'll link to all of this in the show notes, but the IMB's prayer list and just pray for the things that are on there. And so mm-hmm. that's something that I tend to forget is very important, but something that anybody can do from as soon as they're able to talk yep. <laughs> until until yeah. they die, you know, like everybody can do that. So that's an, that's an easy way to get involved in something that's definitely needed. And, uh, and I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and I, I mean, I think that that is a great reminder. And, and like you said, it's something that everyone can do. And it also, I mean, as I think it can be, um, we haven't personally gone through this yet, but I just heard talking to other friends, um, both on the mission side and on the, you know, kind of church leadership side. Um, it can be a little bit difficult when you're trying to care for people who maybe are in a place where you don't always have consistent access to them because of right. security reasons. Mm-hmm. And so for them to know when there may be no one else around them where they are, um, you know, lifting them up in prayer or, um, you know, being any kind of a, you know, a spiritual friend. Um, I think, yeah, that, that's just an awesome way for, um, that I got to, when I was up in Richmond a few months ago, um, I sat in on a, um, a little short workshop about missionary care. And that was one of the things that, um, the, the husband and wife who were leading it, they had spent, you know, decades on the field in Africa. And they were like, you know, on days where you're like, I don't see the fruit and, and this is long and hard um, to know that, you know, people back home are praying specifically. I'm glad you said that about the, the specific needs that mm-hmm. it's not just a general prayer, but we can really be praying for, for specific things. That's, yeah, that's such a good reminder. Yes. And they make it very easy for us, um, with the IMB, the prayer list, like you said, they have amazing resources. So we'll link to all of those in the show notes. And one note that I just wanted, another thing that we're going to link to in the show notes is we have, we know several mission trip, uh, sending, what would you call these organizations? 
um, that yeah. within. So if your local church maybe doesn't do mission trips or y'all want to go as a local church, but you want to have someone else to help plan it. I know a lot of smaller mm-hmm. churches that may be an issue. Um, we have several, like we have Beach Reach for college students, Access Internationals for high school students. High school, mm-hmm. Infuge is for junior high and high school. Yep, in the summer. Um, and World Changers, same. And the IMB has several mission trips. Compassion International has several mission trips and uh, the North American Mission Board. So we'll link to all of those so that you can have those if you are like, I want to go on a mission trip, but my church mm-hmm. isn't prepared to send people out. So how yeah. do we, how can we work together either through you, we can work with your church and you can go with your church to these, mm-hmm. or if you're just like, I just want to go and my church isn't doing it at a time that I can go or whatever the deal may be. Um, th- these are ways to go. And so we'll, we'll link to all that. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. And I think today's episode more than anything else is just a reminder for these kind of things to be front of mind for us and to not let it slip to the back burner. Kind right. of like you said a second ago where, um, you know, where we're not thinking about the needs of other people in other places. And even if, um, you know, to say that even if all we did was pray, like prayer mm-hmm. is the biggest component of this. Yeah. And just the, mm-hmm. one of the most important things we can do in any sort of, um, you know, preparation for us to go mm-hmm. and, and just keeping in mind, you know, the safety and the health and the wellness and the, you know, the gospel conversations that, that people mm-hmm. that we may never see their faces or know their names. Um, and some of them, maybe we do know, um, that are, are out there, you know, on a daily basis, um, with a call to do this for the rest of their lives. But every single one of us is called to do something. Right. And, and now it's like, we can't ignore and just not do something because we are too busy. We've got too much going on, but every single one of us is called to do something when it comes to, to making disciples of all nations. Right. And, um, cause that's just, that's not Mary Margaret today. That is straight that's out of Matthew Jesus. chapter 28. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, just that we are, every single one of us is called to do something. And so I hope that today you'll be encouraged to, to just really, um, seek the Lord and ask him what that looks like for you in this next season of life and just how you can, um, can be involved. And so, um, a lot of you already have opportunities like that through your local church, but if not, we will definitely point you some directions that will, will help that conversation to get started mm-hmm. and to keep going. But Ashlyn, thank you so much for being on the yes, podcast thank today. You. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, this has been a blast. And mm-hmm. so, um, we hope that you guys will, um, will take a minute and, um, check out the show notes at lifewaywomen.com forward slash podcast, um, where you can find all the details about today's episode. At your local Lifeway store, there are lots of ways to give to help the mission of God around the world. We have products that help uh, give money to organizations that are helping people around the world and showing them the love of Christ through giving them jobs and helping them. Just There's a stuffed animal that you can actually give that's a polar bear that says Jesus loves me. Oh, yeah. And it's, I love it. it's adorable and it's only $5. And if you'll purchase it at your local Lifeway store, you can donate it right there and give to, they'll give it to a local ministry in your area. So that's an easy way. There's a, a water bottle that helps with Compassion International. Some of the proceeds go toward um, helping with their mission, which they go through the local church in order to serve their communities. Yep, and just to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. And they mm-hmm. do that in 27 countries around the world. And so that's one super easy way yeah. um, to connect with a ministry like Compassion. And then there are even other, there are a lot of like, what you know, what a lot of people would know as fair trade items right. um, that we sell in our stores or things that are just nonprofits that go to um, the, the organizations that we 
partner with partner with there we go um are some uh, just a few of those examples are 31 bits um which is really cute jewelry um bridgewater candles which smell fantastic kingdom growers coffee which also smells fantastic (laughs) um free set tote bags and a bunch of other things that you can get at lifeway.com or in your local store and so we hope that you guys will check those things out especially as the holidays are approaching because it's a way to give back and to give to others at the same time and so um we're going to list some of those opportunities for you in today's show notes but we thank Thank you so much for just being a part of the conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mary Margaret C and at ED Heinemann. Use the hashtag marked podcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at lifewaywomen.com forward slash podcast. And if you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the show. We will see you next time.